Okay, here's how Miro works. See, it's amazing. What's everyone doing at David's desk? Ever since marketing started using Miro's collaborative online whiteboard, he thinks all our other teams should sign up. Why? He says Miro's making his meetings disappear. And if every team gets on it, that means even less meetings. They're using Miro for brainstorms, mind maps, customer research. So could we use Miro instead of having another hundred meetings for every round of feedback? Yep. You can comment, react to ideas, even leave a recording on the board. And what about presentations? There are Miro templates for that. How do you know so much about Miro? I've actually been using it all along. I just used a Miro board to plan the best vacation. Okay, I'm on board. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com with three boards free forever. That's M I R O.com. M S W Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a v-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details Oh my God, we have an exciting new client, Literati. Oh! It's the number one book club for kids. Oh yeah. I had to do some digging to find people young enough, but my ex just had a baby. My nephews, three and seven years old. (laughs) Perfect. We sent it to both of them. We're going to get reviews. It is for ages zero to 12. Yeah. Right? And uh, libraries, schools, bookstores are all closed. Yeah. Right? Literati has you covered with something truly unique. This subscription book club for kids was founded by two women to make it easy to find interesting books delivered right to your doorstep. No more scrolling online trying to find that perfect book for your child or to give as a gift. Each Literati box contains five books based on a theme with exclusive original art, personalized note to your child. What kid doesn't love receiving something in the mail? Home delivery, super important right now. And with their curated selection, only keep your favorites. Send the rest back for free for a limited time. Try it with Travis's nephews. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie for 25% off your first two orders. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie, 25% off your first two orders. That's literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we are Frangela. Welcome to The Final Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 Cha-cha-cha! Nice. Yeah, you know. Cha-cha-cha. You know, because I'm going to tell you something. That is how I see this week being. Like a a, a, a shark going cha-cha-cha. A shark? Yeah, biting Trump in the ass going cha-cha-cha. Oh, that would be so lovely. Wouldn't it? (laughs) Wouldn't it? Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for all your support for tuning in, subscribing. Yes. Um, and downloading and reviewing with only five stars. Yes. Um, because you, I don't, I don't know if you know how to give anything less. I think that's this the is only just way about to your go. brilliance, this not is, ours. No, it's a review of you. It's a really. review of you. That's, that's how exactly. you should. That's how you should take it. Exactly. I would thank you for uh, checking out all the podcasts. It's the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, mm-hmm. as well, you should be. As you should be. We want to thank you so much uh, for everybody who has signed up for Patreon uh, this month. <gasps> thank you. We don't want to just thank you. We want to. Uh, we were, we are virtually hugging you, holding yes. you to our caramel apple uh, ample bosoms. Yes, not uh, apple. Uh, <laughs> they may taste like that. I don't know. I haven't tasted either of our bosoms. But they caramely. But they caramely for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, uh, but we want to say thank you. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. And we know that that all of us, uh, you know, uh, are going through hard times. And some of us, pe- those of us who are able to work, um, I. I don't want to get off the intro here for too much, but to just say this, I heard an interesting uh, podcast I listened to. Um, they were had people calling in, leaving messages who are working right now. Mm-hmm. And one of the women, um, she works at a, at a restaurant. I think at a, she does, she's doing takeout or like a fat, I think it might've even been like a drive through. Uh-huh. And she sounded really upset in the message she left. And she, what she said was, you know, people, it's, it's kind of, I guess it's supposed to be nice calling us heroes. She goes, but I wouldn't be here if I didn't have, have to, to be. be. Everyone and, has said yeah, it. Everyone and, has said it. It's like, I don't need your claps. Yeah. I don't need, you know how we can thank people? You pay them more fucking money. Yeah, I need to get paid more. I need to get paid to be home. We have a culture right. of people working through sickness. And in a pandemic, that's especially a problem. So I, we want to thank I want to thank everyone for helping us out on Patreon. And we, you know, we've got lots of cool things there for you. We're going to have even more content. Um, We're going to try to get something out to you all the time. But we, uh, right now on Patreon, if you are in the uh, sort of like upper tiers, you get, what do you get, Francis? You get, uh, you get the very free Frangela doing uh, our Idiot of the Week live show at flappers that's everybody right, free yeah and then uh and there's a discount at the other levels on at for that video yeah there's a video of us uh, making a delicious cassoulet uh well it's actually francis making it um mostly no, me. no no you made i'm gonna say that you made 75 percent of that that thing. is such a lie that, that is, is not a lie you're counting opening the box i know you are i'm it's because total, you no, I took it out the oven. You took it out the oven. That's, I mean, if you count you taking it out it in the, the oven. oven. Well, just because it was a little heavy. <laughs> it was. You know, I got my arm strength is very, very, very but low. But seriously, um, so and those videos are there, and they're totally fun, and there are other other videos. Plus, you get every week you get three micro idiots, and um, we're gonna be doing more, and we're trying to think of more fun videos and stuff we can put up, and it really is right now for us income yeah it's um, our, a it, lifesaver it's our lifesaver you can so also you visit so uh cameo 
and we can throw a video at you of just, you know, a COVID-19. Child, we have been doing some crazy COVID-19 stuff. Yeah, if you need a pep talk, if you want yeah. us to say happy birthday to someone, tell somebody you love them, tell somebody you don't love them. Yeah. Whatever you need to say. Yeah. Uh, we are totally appreciate that and we love it. They're fun. Yeah. And you can catch us on the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show every Friday and check out, like we said, all the podcasts on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Thank you so much. Let's get to this. Uh, Trump sketching out this over the weekend. Here's the thing. It would be okay if he were just your grandpa. Right. And I'm talking your grandpa, not oh, mine. Oh, Because you know I'm not going to take that shit off of my grandpa. No, no. You know what? I'm going to go get one better. Hmm. It would be okay with me if he were even representative. Ooh, yeah. But he the motherfucking president. I'm yes. sorry I have to start with the cussing this early. Yes. But but it's but it's due. It's time. If you won representative out of the 435, mm-hmm. right? Then then that it would it, I would feel bad for those constituents. I'd highly I'd be encouraging yeah. them to vote for whoever is running against that person. Mm-hmm. But but like the fact that, you know, over the weekend, um, basically Trump got himself put in the shed. Yeah. Uh, even in, which is, they never do, right? Over the last weeks, as I'm sure you're all aware, suggesting during his the daily briefing, briefing slash campaign rally and misinformation moment, um, suggesting that, you know, people should inject bleach or that maybe we should look into so in- it. Injecting yeah. bleach or drinking Lysol and then somehow getting UV rays inside which, you. Which then to get led rid of the virus. to everybody at Lysol at the company being like, ho, oh, ho, hold up, hold up, stop, wait a minute. Nobody, nobody drink bleach, don't spray no Lysol down your throat on your children. Meanwhile, you have Christina Cuomo taking baths every day in a cup of bleach. You see, here's the problem. That, and that's it, Chris Cuomo's wife. That's she Chris has Cuo- a lifestyle blog, yes. like a wellness blog. Yes, I think. she goop light. Yeah, um, she's a goop you don't know about. Right, exactly. Less popular goop. Exactly. She 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 goop wannabe. Ooh, that's she's a goop aspiration. At, right, she goop adjacent. There you go. Okay, goop adjacent. She art. She wanna be oh, artisanal goop. Anything, but I, don't, she, <laughs> I don't think there's anything I respect less than goop adjacent. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Not even goop. goop adjacent taking a bath and bleach every day. See, and here's my problem because her husband, her her husband's brother is the governor of New York. Mm-hmm. Her, Her husband, husband is, is a major, a, news, a anchor. major a, news anchor. Tony Fauci comes over their house for dinner. Watch, here's my problem in this world. When I'm looking at her and they both got well, and I'm like, oh man, well she takes, she knows all these people. They have all this information. That must be something she knows that I don't know. Well, that's the danger. Um, and as as a result, you know, Poison Control had uh, double or triple, I believe, and at least in New York, the calls about drinking bleach and other cleaning products. Uh, and, and this is, uh, Christina, um, it's it's absolutely, she's, it's she, irresponsible. She put up on her blog, this is a quote, both days, uh, two days, she added a half a cup of Clorox to my bath water to combat the radiation and metals in my system and oxygenate it. That is don't, none of those things were happening from this, by the way. That's not even how to, that that. Let that me works. tell you something about bleach. If it was a magical use of power, I can guarantee you this: black people and Latinos would know by now mm-hmm. because we are the motherfuckers who are always up in it. <laughs> okay, I mean, most of my childhood smelled like bleach. I feel like <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, if, if, if we're going to talk about getting rid of heavy metals and what have you, I, you know what? Ain't nothing worse than a bitch with time on her hands. Thank you. Or any, and by a bitch, we don't mean just a woman. No. Uh, it's So after Trump did that, made that faux pas, there was a discussion of maybe not having him do the briefings. And then we got a little bit of a reprieve. Yeah. We got a couple days. No, no. In fact, we had him come out and say, the briefings aren't worth the effort. Well, see, that that's when we move into the territory of, have you ever heard a president, not just heard, he tweeted. Yeah. That his daily coronavirus briefings were, this is a quote, not worth the time and effort. Yep. This is a virus that has killed at this point over 58,000 Americans. Yep. And there are over a million people worldwide infected within and hundreds of thousands of people well, have died worldwide. We've, we've, we've breached a million people in the United States today. That have it. That, that have been found out. We know mm-hmm. the cases have And again, we just stop here. Can I put a pin in who's been tested? Yeah. Because, and, and because right now, we're going to continue on with the craziness of what Trump did over the weekend. But at the end of the day, we're talking about opening up a country where people have not been tested. Yeah. And, and can't the get tested. Work. And the tests don't work. And the antibodies tests don't work. I was just, if you, uh, today's daily, we're recording on Tuesday. So if it's, you'll be hearing this on Wednesday, uh, it's worth listening to um, yesterday's daily. They were, you know, their reporter was, they were talking about testing, both testing for the virus and testing for antibodies. And apparently what the FDA has decided under President Trump was they basically said, look, if you want to make an antibody test, do it. And you companies... You yourselves decide if it works. Right. Or you don't have to go through the approval process for these tests. Because, like, Francis, if you if well, you can't trust a private company. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Who and can I, you trust? And who can you trust? And this is what I I saw it so cleanly yesterday, uh, the other day, when um, Mike Pence, the, the, the reporter, asked him that question. And he turned around on him and he said, you know what, sir? You know, uh, you that's the right question. But your interpretation is incorrect. Mm-hmm. That is the person who is leading our pandemic response, Mike Pence, is that every this is the person who tells everybody who walks away with an interpretation of anything that that interpretation is wrong if it's not our interpretation. And this is the problem. We're not looking for interpretations. We're looking for fucking facts and that's information. The, and that's the problem. That, that's the problem. And so that's the problem. The idea. So in this report, the yesterday, which basically the New York Times podcast, The Daily, there are 15 tests. They they had 15 tests and an independent group of people tested these tests. And only three of the antibodies tests, these that's were antibodies right. tests, even came close to being working. And even they had some problems. But overall, no test was able to get, I think, over the I, the concept of um 16%. Or so out of every 100 people, 16 people could get a false positive, which would mean you take this antibody test at home. I've even seen a commercial for one already. Right. You take one at home. It tells you you have the antibodies. You think you're safe. You stop wearing a mask. You stop washing your hands. And you decide that you've got freedoms that other people don't. And it's false. And what what is it? We have gotten the answer already from this administration from Mike from Mike Pence, which is interpret information however you want. But but what I'm not however you want, but interpret it how we want you to interpret it. Which yep. is there is no problem. So that what we're what they're telling us. It is to cook the books. But they you, want they want yeah. us to cook the books on on society and humanity. They want companies to say go to a company that we're not even sure about. Um, tell your tell your workers to go there. Sixteen of a hundred might die. 
Mm-hmm. But the, but they'll be able to walk in into your and company with, how, yeah. with with confidence, and you'll be able to with confidence to say that this is what we can do. This is how we can reopen. This is how we can address the economy. It's lies. It's cooking the books. The numbers that those sixteen people will then infect. That's right. You're back. We're right back to pan. We're right. We're not out of the pandemic. I find it absolutely irresponsible that we are talking about relaxing um, stay at home guidelines anywhere in this country when none of these places have met even the craptastic guidelines that the Trump administration mm-hmm. put out. I don't even understand why this is. I get that it's frustrating. I get that it's hard. I get the economy. But let me explain to you what happens. I don't understand why people don't understand. These aren't options. These aren't choices. If people die, they're dead. There's nothing we can you know, like, This isn't an opinion. Right. You know, um, so. Well, or, or interpretation. Death is not an interpretation. Yeah. It's a reality. And on top of that, so this weekend, you know, Trump did that. He did delete one of his tweets where he said that journalists should have to return their Nobel prizes because I'm sure it was pointed out to him that that's a word he has no business using. No. Noble. Well, but uh, you know what? Nobel. But, but, but he got, he got, he got, uh, uh, they, they, they submitted him like twice for the Nobel. Oh, I, you know what? I He's really think. intimate. He's I mean, whoever, intimate with the, with the Nobel whoever, prize, uh, Angela. Whoever is Shirley at the Nobel committee, what you need to do is call up the Trump administration and go, hey, y'all, let me just hit you to this. Y'all need to ever submit him. Yeah. Be clear, that's not happening. He's yeah. not on a short list, long list. He on a never list. In fact, we have a poster that says one person we can tell you will never win this yes. is this man, Donald Trump. So he did that. He uh, was completely unhinged. He criticized Fox News and the Washington Post editorial board. And you know what the most important thing that happened hmm. diamond and silk got fired from fox yeah <laughs> i mean come on yeah i yeah i hate them uh he went on to say the washington post employees were slime balls yep he denied that he was considering firing alex azar even though he'd already retweeted somebody saying that he should be fired yeah the deep fake <laughs> of joe biden he did it he retweeted a deep fake of joe biden you know where they you know they uh mask they use their person's lips but they you know yeah. cgi like he's saying something to say he's basically grandpa off the nut and everybody's letting him just well, get away with i watched it. dana bash with jake tepper and her saying that you know their people are saying so they're saying that the president is internalizing negative coverage and that you know in in this discussion they were having i was like okay let's hold up for a minute it is not our job to make sure the president feels okay. No. And what they were saying is basically in the absence of being able to golf and have his rallies, he's just very sad and he's very upset and he feels like he's not, people aren't being nice to him and his coverage isn't fair. So he's just acting out. And the way they talked about it is the way you would talk about a child acting out. Like that's okay. Yeah. I, that's not the relationship we have with the executive branch. We're not here to make them feel good. They are here to serve us in this country. And so I, I am sick of these deep dives into his emotional state. I don't give a fuck what Trump's emotional state is. Yeah, but speaking of states, you, we're, we're all talking about 50 states reopening. Uh, and thank God, I, you know, I'm looking at the list of state to state to state. Uh, most states are looking at probably a May 15th target date except for California and New York. And, you know, and you're looking at Florida, you know, and you look at uh, DeSantis going over to Trump, talk to Trump today as we're recording. And I'm like, how can he have a conversation while he's killing people in his state? Yeah, also, why is he about going opening up? Number yeah. one. Number two. I mean, they're not modeling any of the behavior. No. Number two, they have this huge surge in deaths, as particularly at group homes and senior living facilities. Um, it's, it's, absolutely unfathomable to me that 
and I get it. You know, I get that that it's hard and whatever, but we're still we're not even at a mandatory quarantine. No, no, no. And in fact, what I you know, here's my thing. I'm sitting here going, all I see are, you know, in terms of government, toddlers running around insisting about what they want. And it doesn't matter what you want. It doesn't matter. This isn't something we can argue with. It doesn't it's matter. It's a virus. And we still don't, we don't have any grasp on testing for people who have it or for people who have the antibodies or that we don't even know for sure if having antibodies means you can't get it again. Yeah. And that to me, that report that when the WHO came out with that report last week saying they have no evidence that having the presence of antibodies for the COVID-19 virus means that you can't be reinfected. That's very, that really shook me because that that's different from saying we don't know yet. Right. What they're saying is we don't, there's, we've seen nothing to prove this. Right. So, so, and I get that, that, that this is normally, yeah. you know, that the way viruses seem to function, but there's a reason the word novel is in front of this. That's right. Cause novel <laughs> means new, never been had, never been seen. We don't know. Don't even the yeah. smartest person, you could throw the smartest person at this piece of information. They still don't. They don't have know. it. Don't it have is it. unique. It is new. But what I've come to realize, and I think you, we were talking about this at some point in the last few days. Somebody said it's called COVID nineteen because there were eighteen others. It was that somebody was who tweeted it. it. Was some idiot person who tweeted it. I forget who it was. Um, but here's the thing. That's not why it's called COVID-19. It's called COVID-19 because it, it came out in 2019. 19. That's yeah. when they saw this, they saw it, it developer first recognized it. Uh, but it showed me something about just the misinformation and lack of information we have about things. I think people, there are people who think that novel means that's part of the title right. of it. And they don't understand. Like the, novella. Right. They, they, they don't understand. They're using that word for what the word means. Yes. Which is that it's new. Right. Um, it's not, it's unique. It's new. It's whatever. So I think that on a very basic level, there's this disconnect, even still with the way that information is being presented, even when it's being presented, I believe responsibly by some news organizations, I think it's still sort of, we got to like generic it out a little. We got to like, cause I saw one, one, um, doctor do this said when she was being interviewed, she said, uh, look, you know, there's two kinds of language here. There's a language we use with each other professionals. And there's a language that we need to be using when we're talking well, to, to the lay public, people. Yeah. You know? And, and, and I was like, yeah, I feel like we're stuck. We're still ha seeing, and I'm talking about on all of the news stations, CNN, MSNBC, all of them are, we're still stuck in a place where we're assuming a level of information from people that they may not have. And not because they're stupid or uneducated, but because this has never happened before. They haven't had to know it. Right. I want to just remind people that 89% of Americans are worried about the U.S. economy collapsing during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, and that's from both on both sides. That's Democrats and Republicans. Meanwhile, 56% of Republicans worry that their communities are opening back up too soon. And 88% of Democrats feel the same. Now, I find that really interesting that 56% of Republicans feel that their, you know, communities are opening up too soon. But you don't see that being reported. This is the danger of um, a culture of if you talk, you get punished. Yeah. Because what that means is that people aren't saying publicly what they actually think privately or feel. and 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 when they don't do that then people feel like they can't it just spreads that's right it, it creates a culture of misinformation and silence and and then we don't get that information and then people feel like and then what does the media do they spend an inordinate amount of time filming this group of this minority of people yes protesting this lockdown they're minutia and there's no lockdown no state has made like like nobody's been really quarantined no um and then over and over again 
we see people refusing to understand that and, and, and we I just we were just tweeting it here today. Even the discussion of opening up communities, not opening up this one. We're in California in Los Angeles. Yeah. They have not said they're opening up or relaxing no. any guidelines here. But the second that discussion became a thing that over the over the weekend, I have seen in my own walking around my neighborhood, I went from seeing like 90% of the people wearing some kind of mask or at least having it like near them, you know, right. um, having doing, doing things, you know, walking away from each other or whatever, social distancing to seeing the exact opposite stat yeah. today. And in fact, I watched a couple hu- meet up, hug, you know, each other, no masks. Mm-hmm. The man was carrying a cake on a plate uncovered <laughs> right up by his, both their mouths as they talked over this cake, who they were taking to God knows who, who hopefully th- just themselves. Right. Um, and the woman's dog was off leash. <laughs> and then they said hi to another friend who came over and talked all over the cake. And I was like, what am I looking at? Yeah. And just 48 hours ago, that would, nobody would have done that. Yeah. And all it took was a few days of discussing it. And in a community where they're not discussing it, People started being lax. Yeah. Well, you got Trump telling governors to seriously consider may- and maybe get going on opening schools. That is a problem because young people, and I watched him say it. He was t- talking about how young people, you know, they don't really have a problem with really it. Really, a five-year-old guy, girl died in yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Five years old. She's the youngest victim that I think we know of in this country right now. But you have. Five years old. You have the president of the United States from the bully pulpit saying, hey, kids are okay. Why don't we get them back in school? Why don't we get your teenagers back? Back in high school, when we get your, your college kids back in school, so these comp- these you know parts of our our economy can get moving and working. Because I'm sure, I'm sure people have called him about opening up schools in the fall. That's the problem, especially you look at these these well, large yeah. these large uh, colleges. You know, forty thousand students. They need their kids. Well, but the, he, and what's upsetting is that he actually this weekend started saying opening up the schools before the summer. That's right. And, and I think, you know, it's one thing to, to, to be, you know, empathetic and to say, look, this is hard and yeah, we're worried about the economy. And then I've heard different doctors talk about different communities like Alaska or Montana, places where we don't have, they have frankly quite a lot, hugely smaller populations to begin with. And they tend to be more spread out even, except of course in their, their city areas. I was like, what everybody needs to understand is that we're cry now, cry later. Yep. This is happening until they have a vaccine. Yeah. And they can't even get the test right right now. Well, you saw what happened on that Navy ship in close quarters. All those people who were infected. You're going to put 40,000 kids on a campus? They're going to have chlamydia and corona, mm-hmm. just like spring break. That's what's going to happen. And you people are going to be sending money uh, to their kids to fly home because they're going to be sick. Well, even, you know... Um... Trump, you know, West Point had decided to have their graduation right. be virtual. Trump decides he'd like to give this speech. So now, now they have to, they tell all their cadets they have to come back, That's which right. means they have to fly on commercial airlines or get, you know, or buses or wherever they get there. So now you're bringing them all back just Exposure. for his punk ass That's right. to talk, to expose, and then put them back on it to go. Like, it is the most, it is so cavalier. It is so disgusting. And I just, we need to be really clear, as always, you need to call your representatives and senators, 202-224-3121. It's the switchboard, the general switchboard, and you can get directed to your their offices to tell them when they're doing a good job, to tell them when they're not, to tell them that you are concerned about this. And and here's the thing, we all want, this is hard, and I and we are all scared of a lot of things beyond even just 
you know, I'm scared. We or know, the economy. The economy. Or the, uh, but the economy can't work if I, I think I, what I need people to understand, what I hope people understand, is that we haven't seen the worst of a lot of this. Yeah. And in fact, we don't even, we're not even getting enough information yet. You know, a doctor this weekend in New York killed herself. She yeah. committed suicide. She had, Dr. She Brain. Got, she had, she, had, she uh, had gotten over COVID and was working again. And, you know, what, I, what I've read so far suggests that, you know, her father said, it was this, mm-hmm. you know, and his, and, and that, um, you know, was that she hadn't had an issue that they anybody was aware of before, yeah. mental health issue, and that she didn't. And I look at her, I was like, I don't even. Did she not even? Who does she have to reach out to? Yeah, you know, here she is trying to be strong and trying to show up for people and the things that these people have seen, and we have been largely kept from seeing. I think a lot of things that we need to clearly need to see. Right, and there needs to be a discussion around, and also because you know, and I tell Angela this all the time. Uh, you know, I look out my front window of my home, and everything around me looks normal and right. You know, but there are you know a million people have been uh, diagnosed with this disease in this country. Yeah, and what is it? Fifty-eight thousand. Two percent has even been tested. Right, and fifty. 58,000 people have died and there's something really and there's a our economy we're stopped this is a unique time and you know and everybody who's who's scared and feels anxiety and all of those things those are normal natural feelings to feel because this is crazy yeah and I think if you know everyone if you if you aren't aware of Eric Bollard's uh website and uh newsletter press run you should check it out and subscribe it's really great and he talked about this week um how the Vietnam War it made President Lyndon Johnson announced shocked the world by saying that he was not going to seek and would not accept the Democratic nomination to run again, for, to run for president because of basically because of what happened in the Vietnam War. Um, the death toll eventually reached 58,000. We're at that now. Yeah. In two months, three yeah. months, not even. Not even. It depends on what you want to count because right. there are deaths now that we don't, we're now finding out my, we're that. Yeah. We're COVID, but we didn't and, know at and, the time. And like Dr. Breen's father said uh, when they were interviewing him, she, you know, she's a victim of this virus just as much as anybody mm-hmm. who passed away on a on a ventilator. You know what I mean? She's another she's another number in this war, you know, and that's a very important thing to, to, to think about. Oh, my God. We have an exciting new client, Literati. Oh, it's the number one book club for kids. Oh, yeah. I had to do some digging to find people young enough. But my ex just had a baby. My nephews. Three and seven years old. <laughs> so Perfect. We sent it to both of them. We're going to get reviews. It is for ages zero to 12. Yeah. Right? And it, I, library, schools, bookstores are all closed. Yeah. Right? Literati has you covered with something truly re- unique. This subscription book club for kids was founded by two women to make it easy to find interesting books delivered right to your doorstep. No more scrolling online trying to find that perfect book for your child or to give as a gift. Each Literati box contains five books based on a theme with exclusive original art personalized note to your child. What kid doesn't love receiving something in the mail? Home delivery, super important right now. And with their curated selection, only keep your favorites. Send the rest back for free for a limited time. Try it with Travis's nephews. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie for 25% off your first two orders. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go to literati.com slash Stephanie, 25% off your first two orders. That's literati.com slash Stephanie. Terms and conditions apply. Here's something that I found interesting, Angela. Jeff Flake says, Jeff Flake says, a sound defeat of Trump in the 2020 election would be better for the Republican Party. When you have Republicans saying, you know what would be good for us? 
is is that not just that he gets a beating he gets a sound beating mm-hmm. okay a sound defeat really? because yeah. because in and and trump is losing his mind because of that little memo that went out to all the republicans saying hey hey when you're running your new campaign for 2020 make sure that you don't align yourself with trump's messaging on coronavirus blame it on the chinese blame it on china but don't don't align yourself with trump and now he's lost his mind because of that now well, and I, I can't with Mitch McConnell. Um, it, it needs to be said. Like Mitch McConnell starting this blue state, red state, donor gate bullshit. Yeah. Um, and, and what really upset me about it, we, Francis and I were talking about it before we started recording, was so, you know, Mitch McConnell says, oh, uh, you know, just let these states, New York and California, go bankrupt if they can't pay their debts. Uh, and, you know, if they need money from us, I mean, they should have from the federal government. I mean, if they don't have their own money, they should just have to That's deal with that. That's our money. It's our money, fool. This is the thing. And so Cuomo claps back. Yeah. And he's like, look, we take out our we're give we yeah. give more than we ever receive and by the way every hurricane mm-hmm. every every issue you have that's right you come in whose money is it but here's my problem with even my problem is and this is where i did i was disappointed in governor cuomo don't engage in that fight on that level because that is not what what that literally is states fighting each other and the federal government which is a civil war yeah and i really while you have to call this out we are not this is not the republic of california this is the fucking united states of america and and when i look at what's happening with this and and I hesitate to even bring up the UFO situation, but the UFO <laughs> situation, I, what I see is that this, that, that um, Putin's puppet, Putin is getting what he wants. Yeah. This is chaos. They're simply creating chaos. That's right. We have FEMA stealing uh, supplies from states. Yeah. Literally. Off the, we're trying to take it off the tarmac from you. And here's my, my I was talking to Angela about this. I was like, so when FEMA, when the federal government takes a, a case of masks, right? Steals. And, and steals. Steals. And They've says, been paid for says, by a state. And says, you know what? You know what, Illinois? You can't have these. They take them and do what with them? Do they they just hoard them? Do they sit on them? Do Trump does Trump take a, a naked bath in them? No. Right. He's gonna give them to somebody else. Well, they were meant for other Americans. So you're saying that these masks are going that were paid for by a state are going to be reallocated to states that you feel deserve them who may not even have can't or even China. show or, or can't even show me where they have a greater need it'd be a different thing if you told me somebody's home is burning oh, down no. and you need my piss to put no, it out it'd be a different thing if they were the ones paying for them and providing them. that's right this is just theft that's right you won't tell us first of all tell the states it's up to you to take care of yourselves and then steal from them that's right so and, and the way that the, everyone with the possible exception to my, I would say the exception of Rachel Maddow and, and Chris Hayes to some extent and AM Joy, I'm looking at pretty much everyone else getting stuck in this uh, Trump is crazy place and not treating this with the seriousness and the concern that it should be, which is it's, it's not okay that we have to tell citizens of this country and of the world to ignore our president. Yeah. That's not okay. That's impeachable. I don't, I don't understand how Mitch McConnell trying to create discord between states calling your broke ass Kentucky talking about anybody else. Anybody. 
But but I'm gonna let you and know. I'm like, and it's like but, I but, love but, but, you, but, Kentucky. You're a part of this country. That's right. But I'm gonna tell you something. This is how this is the problem. And this is the problem. I'm and I'm talking to my coastal people, my coastal brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. brothers and sisters who live in these densely populated places. It is time for us to take our power back. If there is no freaking way that why Mitch McConnell should ever have the amount of power he has over our laws, over the things that govern us in this country, why that backwards racist motherfucker mm-hmm. could even twist his lips into the formation of the United States of America mm-hmm. in any kind of level is beyond me. Well, as as with most things in this country, and if you haven't watched, um, what's it called? Uh, Black as fuck? Black AF? Oh, yeah. It's I cool. love it. You should watch it. Everything goes back to slavery. The reason yeah. that we, that, you know, and, and you know, this whole concept of um, Congress and in particularly of the House of Representatives and how that gets arrived at and Senate seats. This is about that. Comprom- all those compromises were around making sure the South who had once you freed the slaves and slave owners couldn't call them theirs and use their votes or three-fifths right. of people right. they're like well we don't want to be overrun by the states that have more people that's not fair or is it oh. this is the thing like we have to talk let's, about let's like majority versus that's versus what i'm telling minority you rule. and this is that is the, the, there's some deep issues here that as a nation we need to look at but i think overall the concept we fought this war this is the united states of america absolutely and this is my my whole point is Maybe, maybe if we started talking about states and population um, and power in terms of population, maybe some of these red states would have to do things that would entice people to want to live in their states, i.e. provide better uh, coverage, education, education jobs, and covered healthcare. jobs well, and education, all that shit. Okay, and 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 then then maybe you can have a conversation. But until that time, I don't, you, you shut your mouth. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, um, you Francis was bringing this up earlier. Like, I think you're frustrated by the I by see, it feeling like the story and the incredibly important story that U.S. Intel- intelligence officials had warned Trump about the threat of the coronavirus in more than a dozen classified briefings, <laughs> specifically prepared from him in January and February. Hey, hey, why hey, that is? Hey. It, Francis is like, why is this not having sticking power? It has no sticking power. And, 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 walked in there 12 times going hey 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 for hey, real, though, hey, for real, for real. Uh, mr for president real, for real. uh shit's wrong it's real bad over it's there gonna it's, really it's bad. gonna get real bad oh, no, no. what corona no instead he sends a bunch of supplies to china that's right um and then um ignores it and then you know he's been off the crazy ever since then yeah uh but it won't stick it will i think that this is the thing i think that we are at a place where People are, they're not aligning themselves. They're aligning themselves with an idea that's beyond any issue. Yeah. And, um, and, and it is, it is at the base of it is, um, a reactionary regressive movement of, um, a bunch of bigots basically, yeah. uh, to maintain, um, bigotry and, and, power. and power even, but this is the thing, the people who are doing this, they don't have power. No. They don't get that the people that all the you want to go back to work so that you can make money for these rich people. Yeah, 
where they're underpaying you. And, you, and, and in every country they're using as an example, whether it's, you know, um, Sweden or wherever, they have health care. Yeah. They have national health. Like, the, the, you cannot compare. You cannot make, you cannot compare it at all, you know? And I'm going to tell you something. That is our final word. You can't make that uh, comparison. Here's the job, everybody. Do us the solid and take care of you and your community and be the example and maintain social distancing and wear masks and make masks and, and just take Wash care of hands. you. Wash your hands. Wash your hands because we love you and we need you and you are the reason that we're not completely insane completely and completely is a really broad it's word very broad term right it's now. very term oh and yeah. and we also need to be ready because we I'll get your absentee ballots yeah. uh because we have got to get to this election yes and now it's time for emails emails how to go get your emails Thank you for writing us at frangela08 at gmail.com. We do answer all of our emails. We're a little bit backed up right now. Um, but uh, I'm gonna we're gonna knock those out. Mm-hmm. Gonna sit down and knock those out this week. But we do we always go through them, but we don't always get to right away to respond, but we're gonna catch up this week. This is uh title Thank You from Frangela. This is from Daphne R. Thank you so much. OMG, you made my day. Thank you so much. Kid jokes are the best. My favorite. What do you call cheese that doesn't belong to you? Nacho cheese. <laughs> That comes from she's a Patreon friend. Yeah. And um every month when you're a Patreon friend, you get a message from us. And uh, we we this this month we were uh telling kid jokes. Yeah. Because they don't have unions and we can steal from them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but they're a lot of fun. So thank you. Yes. Uh next up, uh this is from Beth K. It says, My dear ladies, still taking a while to catch up on everything. The most fantastic news is that on May first, I get Medicare. Congratulations, girl. There you go, Beth. It means I'll save a few hundred bucks on health insurance premiums. I remember as a little kid listening to the evening news and talk of the elderly who were eating dog food. I remember that too. too. Because uh they had to use their money for doctors and medicine. I remember going to my mother and asking her if my grandma and grandpa had enough money. The same Medicare that the Democrats put through to save my grandparents from their financial disaster due to health costs has now stopped health insurance costs from swamping my poor little rowboat. So now, ladies, I am officially, as of today, a Frangela Patreon supporter. Oh, thank you. Uh, That's so sweet. I would uh, like to afford more, and as soon as I can, I will. You're so sweet. Thank you for even the thought. Um, In the meantime, you so totally rock. Oh, thank you, Beth. She's the queen of Absurdistan. Yes, she is. (laughs) Thank you. We really appreciate it. And this is from Laura F. Frangela, hope the two of you are doing well. Huge virtual hugs to the two of you for the laughs each week. I'm an essential worker. Thank you very Very much. much. Administration for a medical laboratory that is doing COVID-19 testing. That is essential. Essential, like, essential. essential, essential. That's essential, essential times, too. That's what I'm saying, to the power of essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have no idea how helpful it is to find a reason to smile and laugh, even for a short time each week. Bless both of you for that. Oh, and she made you. us the mission for the end of the week. Awesome. Take care, ladies. Laura F., thank you so much. It really does mean a lot. Mm-hmm. And and to see you guys participating on, on Twitter and Instagram and all that, thank you so much for, for being a part of this community Absolutely. and we want to thank Stephanie Miller and the Sexy Liberal Network and everybody th- thank you so much yes and now it's time for Resistance Wrap Up this week we want to remind you that if you can do anything in terms of a local food bank 
mm-hmm. please, please, please look up someplace local. You know, so I was on a phone call yesterday with a friend and he was telling me about her views. Oh, my views. And he was telling me about a game that he plays that people pay for gifts inside a virtual game up to four thousand dollars a week. Virtual gifts like they're not virtual re- gifts, but it's real money. Their people are spending $4,000. Yeah, you know what you can do? That You could go to a food bank. You can all go to those a food. Did you tell him to tell all those I, virtual I, that's friends? Why I told, that's why I told him. I said, look, look, look. Here's the deal. It, you know, if you got a little something, you can make a donation. You, uh, you, you'd be amazed what a can of something. When you see these we'll lines, do for somebody. and people who have, and here's the thing, I know it's, I, I, this critique always hits me weird, like people who have never had to go to a food bank before, you know, like, it's yeah. like, oh, if you've had to go before, it's not a big deal. Being food insecure is a really big deal. It's a huge it's deal. It's really, it's, and, and it's not something that I thankfully have ever experienced. Yeah. Um, and I, and I just, but I know for, you know, my mother worked, was, a, she was the uh, superintendent of a school system and she would tell you how right before every vacation, that's when you'd have the most fights and yeah. the kids would be the most tense because she said the, the truth is going home, those weeks away from home are the worst times for them because that's when they don't know if they're going to have heat, electricity or food. The school yeah. provides so, oh, so much, much of, of that. that for so much of the day for so much of the day that time away from school is a very scary time and they act out and i'm she told me that i was just blown away by by how sad that is so seriously you know i know you've if you've been watching you've seen reports about because we this is where the federal government would be really helpful um we have supply chain issues surrounding the fact that people farmers and and, and yes. pr- plants that usually provide food to bigger companies yes and restaurants, restaurants chains they can't easily make the switch to making it so that we can just get it for so consumers so the so food's being thrown out yep plowed under so um, anything you can do anything please you do. can and do and just even just you know checking in with people and seeing you know rather than all yes. of us going to the store like in my building you know there's a couple people who they basically go to the store for for everyone, everybody you yeah. know and, um, I, and i and I, i've been doing that too with our neighbors too we have an uh, elderly neighbor a couple elderly neighbors and we live in a big building so i think that whoever lives in the area around one takes care of one and whoever lives in the area around the other one takes care of the other one you know please do that so please 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 we want to thank our production team gail and laura uh they are the reason why the air smells so sweet they're the reason they're there they're oh you know what they make the air i don't know i'm talking into a whole bunch of equipment right now that i have no (laughs) idea what it's called or what it does Oh, we want to thank them. We want to thank you so much for showing up and just listening and so that we're not talking to each other in a vacuum because we would. (laughs) We would. We would still be having this conversation. You can uh, write us at frangelazurate at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the social medias at frangeladuo. That's D-U-O. And also, Idiot of the Week has its own social media handles and its own email. That's idiotoftheweekweekweek at gmail.com. Please check that out. Yes. I'm Frances Callion. I'm Angela B. Shelton. We are Frangelin. Thank you so much for listening to The The Final Word. Today, we discuss Miro. Listen, when it comes to running client workshops, the dream, of course, is to get those creative juices flowing, right? But typically what ends up happening is thousands of hours get wasted because of poorly facilitated meetings. So I have Maya with me today. She's a consultant who runs Fortune 100 workshops from leadership training to team building, and she has the insider tip on what makes things work. Maya? Thank you, Jason. I've been doing this a long time. My number one tip is to bring everyone into that visual collaboration platform. So personally, I use Miro. 
and it's completely changed how I interact with the room. You have to give people a way to feel like they're in the room even when they're not. That's something you can do easily in Miro. Otherwise, they've seen the same slides and format a thousand times. Falling asleep, eyes glazing over, yawns, all that. Exactly. When people follow me on the Miro board, everyone is literally going on a journey with me. We're adding thoughts, we're reacting, and we're voting for the best ideas. It's great. Connective magic. I like it. That's M-I-R-O dot com.